Tabletop Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Tabletop Dragons Gaming Podcast. The podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you hang gliders listen to. And this week, we're looking ahead to games we want to play. The news is getting epically hacked, and we get deep into Nintendo 64 on this week's Moments in Gaming History. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. Yeah, no Amanda this week. We we're gonna strive. We're gonna we're gonna survive without her. We miss you. We're gonna push through. We also yeah. miss you, Lewis. I don't I don't know how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Guys. Right? As yeah. long as you know how to love, you know you will survive. I mean, who you know, Manda aside from Manda, like who who else am I gonna talk about The Witcher to? <laughs> All your uh, The Witcher two or The Witcher three? Which um, all of your extensive knowledge the, of the Witcher, Hassel? You know, you know that one Witcher, the yeah. the the Witching Witcher. You know, uh, Hassel, weren't you going back to school to get your degree in witchering? Right, right, yes. Right, you're uh, going to become the first professor. Which professor? Witcher professor? Exactly. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of schools don't necessarily have that program mm. yet, mm-hmm. but I, I'm looking to be, you know, the the front runner, and you mm-hmm. know. Maybe just start working at a non-accredited school first. Great. Trailblazing. <laughs> okay. Right. That's important. Absolutely. Uh, you might have to transfer to Poland in order to get that degree. Um, mm. Do they well, allow I us? Mean, <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> will, will Poland take Americans right now? <laughs> Are we? I, uh, probably not. I don't think not. almost anyone's uh, going to take yeah. Americans right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I mean, we won't even take Americans. <laughs> but uh, gosh, look at that biting commentary on the Taste of Dragons That's gaming right. podcast. <laughs> biting political commentary. Man is not in this week. All gloves are off. <laughs> She's not here to rein us in. <laughs> uh, but let's start with a question this week. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, from a listener. Uh, the listener by the name of Tariff mm-hmm. says, what is your comfort food that you go to? You know, like you're having an off day. Oh, so, like, do you get or make something that, like, cheers you up? This is still a judgment-free zone, right? I have to, I have to continue <laughs> to ask. <laughs> well, I mean, amongst us is judgment-free. I feel like our oh, listeners can gosh. judge away. Could you feel the deep <laughs> sigh I made as I realized what your question was going to be? Your comfort food? That's how you know how real this is, this question is for myself. Damn it. So so what is it, Troy? My, my answer isn't surprising, though. It's pizza. Nice. Oh, yeah. oh it's but, so good. You know, I remember the moment, though, when I realized that pizza was my comfort food. And I, oh, yeah, th- yeah. I want to say it was either after it, it was. It, I think I had a a big decision to make, and it was w- career wise whether or not I was going to kind of stay here in South Florida as an actor or venture out to other places, uh, New York or Austin, uh, California. You know, one of one of those questions. And I had mm-hmm. to like weigh my options of what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And while I was in this thought, before I even knew it, I had somehow made myself. I gotten myself to a pizzeria and a slice was going in my mouth and I was like, wait a second, how did I get here? And I was like, Oh, this is this is helping me. You're here. You're here to help me in this moment. Oh, oh, hello, my friend. <laughs> uh, now question, Troy. Are you a pizza folder or are you a do you are you like a purist? Um question back at you, Brian. Or is that okay. a question? Ooh. Depends on the type of pizza. Yep. Absolutely. If okay. it's like if it's like a flat New, York New Yorkin style. pizza, then yeah. uh, I am going I'm gonna fold. Uh, if it's okay. more of your chain restaurant type I thing. I just need to cut in real quick. It's New Yorker. No, it's New Yorkin. Uh, they New changed Yorker it. pizza. It's New Yorkin. It's they, not. They changed it. They changed it this week to New not. Yorkin. It's New Yorkin. <laughs> Definitely not. Guys. <laughs> nope. Guys, I'm as, telling as, you. Guys, as someone who's New York adjacent, I can back up <laughs> Troy and what he's saying. <laughs> right, That's because right. you're from Jersey. You don't listen, know. Listen to the New Jerser. <laughs> New it's Jersey. now New Yorkin. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? New Jersey is very funny. I'll give you New York. I now. like New Jersey. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just like pizza and, and and pepperoni pizza the most. There's nothing more than I like than finding like a, a pizza bar where you can go to the bar, get like a nice beer, probably an Amberbach, and just order like a slice or two and just like relax. That is a super relaxing evening to me. Pizza man, it's gonna be the death of me. <laughs> 
Honestly, like, but you can't go wrong with with pizza. Like, so my comfort food is also pizza, but mine is a specific type of pizza. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I am New York adjacent. I am a New Jerser. Um, <laughs> and I, I very likely live in the capital of pizza. But That's man, true. let me tell you, there's this there's this really, really, really awesome, authentic Italian place right down the street. I believe it's called Domino's. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, <laughs> they have a good pie. I don't. I don't care what is anybody that, says. Is, no, but all joking is aside, Domino's like, right next to Papa John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you've that been to that local, one? Local, Hang on a second. Joint? When were you in New Jersey? Um, Ooh, I forgot to call. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was coming in specifically for the pizza. I didn't want to make a fuss. No, and it and it's been it's been a hot uh, a topic of conversation between like me and my significant other because mm-hmm. you know she grew up lives in New Jersey like you mm-hmm. know Jersey forever and you know they have an mm-hmm. excellent pizza but man sometimes you just want that trash heap you just want that <laughs> two medium pizzas for five ninety nine and you just want to go to town Caesar special the hot yeah. and ready. Listen, you haven't lived until you've eaten an entire Domino's pan pizza by yourself over your sink. Oh, I got I got one better. I would I would be coming home from work and I would drop I would carpool. I would drop yeah. off the person. Then on the way home, I would stop at a drive through Little Caesars, get a hot and ready pepperoni <laughs> pizza. And I lived maybe five minutes away. I would be done with that pie by the time I made it home so I could get rid of the evidence. You're, you're like hot and ready. So am I. <laughs> Just... I was ready to go. Yep. I did not play around. Those days are behind me. Are they? Uh, as far They are. They, I, they have to be. Okay. My doctor said they have to be. And I've been very good about that. <laughs> That's amazing. No <laughs> space. You are not approving. I think you were approving of the pizza, but not the type of pizza I'm eating. Right. That would be correct. I I am one of those jerks whose mom made like fresh pizza, like the dough and everything. So she kind oh of like goodness, ruined yes. pizza for me. I go have pizza somewhere else, and it has to be some pizza that's like weird. Or I'm like, I'm not eating that. That's not my mom's pizza. <laughs> oh we're from gosh. New York, so and we're Italian, and it was mm. very. It was like a thing, you know, yeah. mom made it and I would help make the dough. It was oh, really fun. Oh. I can't imagine eating plain pizza almost ever. I actually, I'm also a weirdo. I don't even like the pizza part that everybody else likes. I like pizza crust. Ooh, I love a good pizza, pizza crust. crust. Depends on the right? crust for me. Yeah. Depends on the crust. Agreed. It almost doesn't matter where we are. It could be one of those gross little Caesars pizzas. I probably won't eat the actual part that has the cheese. Really? Or if that's what that is called. <laughs> yeah, I would prefer to just eat the crust. It's a cheese product. It's it's yeah, cheese it's like, adjacent, just like Jersey is. Yeah. It's it's government <laughs> cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so what's your comfort food, Joe? Oh, mine is a, it's called pastina. Okay. It is, uh, I believe it's number 153 of the pasta numbers. And uh, it is a, a very simple dish that is made for children. I've loved it my whole life. Both of my grandmothers used to make it. Um, so if we ever went over on the weekends, it would, it would be like the thing that I wanted. They'd be making like this amazing meal, like Sunday dinner. It's awesome. There's like eight rounds of food coming out. And all I wanted was pastina. So my grandmother would always make me like a side thing of this. And it's literally just small star pasta. It looks like asterisks. Yeah, they're like little asterisks. <laughs> and they are, yeah, tiny little star pasta with a little bit of butter and milk and a, t- and a dash of salt. Do you think your family would notice if I like stowed away one of these times Never. and just like showed up at the table and just acted like nope, I've been be here fine with it. my whole life? Yeah. <laughs> like I've been to every yeah. family. Yep, that'd be fine. Hey, Graham, they would what's just up, absorb Mom? you. You would be one of us. <laughs> There's always a seat at the table. It doesn't matter. And you never leave unless you're like 10 pounds heavier. So, I mean, like, okay. be prepared. Ooh. Checks out. <laughs> what if your family was having like a potluck and I brought some uh, dominoes over? Dominoes. They would probably. Make sure there was a separate table for where the potluck <laughs> stuff went. And then there's the table everyone's eating at. And then they would just probably bring over all the things for people to eat because you never have to get up. It's like right. one of those being served yeah. things. And like they may or may not forget where the, the potluck table was. It's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's That's not wrong. Right. It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, and then for myself, my uh, my comfort food is actually... It's going to be a surprise. It's a dessert. It's anything like like ice cream or frozen, like a frozen okay. like Ooh. dessert. Because 
I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just very comforting to me because um, you can't like eat it very quickly. Otherwise, right. you get a brain freeze. Right. So you got to like take your or, time. Or it's literally frozen and you can't eat it that right. quickly. Exactly. So that that's normally my go-to, like an Italian ice, maybe nice. some sort of ice cream, maybe like a Carvel cone. Hmm. Mm. See, that sounds very soothing. Like I, something cool is like soothing where I think with the uh, yeah. the pizza and pasta, it's like something warm and and like and like hearty. Hmm. Yeah. Right. And to someone who has acid reflux, the pizza is like the worst thing you can have. <laughs> so like ice cream is really, really smooth, you know? As uh, someone who's lactose intolerant, I mean, I, I hear you. I'm also, ice cream oh is gosh. the worst thing for me, but uh, it's worth it. <laughs> our comfort is also our discomfort is what I'm learning. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Gosh, yeah. welcome to being an adult. <laughs> yeah, everything we loved has turned against us. <laughs> oh, you're so right. You're so right. But luckily, I video know, games won't turn against us, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Is not or not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of games, I was wondering for you guys, what are you guys thinking of playing this year? What are you looking forward to for this year? Ooh, uh, oh, for, you for know, what's like, left of this year. Yeah, for what's left, either this year, you know, maybe like very early next year as well. The holiday season is coming up. Good to have these things in mind. The holiday season. I have to order my digital items now so they get here in time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shipping these days, I hear. Yep. I hear that's the move. What are you looking forward to, Brian? Oh, uh, myself. I'm actually looking forward to a game that comes out this week. Uh, I've been looking forward to this game for about a year and a half, ever since I played the demo on that, uh, remember that Steam's Games Fest last year? Nope. That first one they had, it was just a whole bunch of demos that they released, and then they talked about the games for like a couple of days as well. Okay. Um, And so this was one of the demos that was released. Is this the Squirrel one? No, that came out already. (gasps) No, that came out already. Yeah. No, that one already came out, although that was very good. Yes. This is Riftbreaker. I don't remember this at all. Basically, uh, did you guys ever play StarCraft? I did, yeah. No. Okay, but I know what it's. I know what it's like. RTS. Yeah. yeah. So there's some missions in StarCraft where you like you only take one hero character and you like go around and you try to do specific missions just with like one character. Okay. So this is kind of like that, and so uh, it's a game where you have to like build up a um, a planet in order to combat the locals. Uh, you, so you have to like harvest a bunch of things, uh, like a bunch of different resources, and then build up your base. And then the the local fauna actually come and attack you in waves. Oh, okay, so it's like so it's kind of like ooh. they are billions combined with like Starcraft combined with like like uh, base building and all this other stuff. And it's, it's it's pretty it's cool fauna. So you're being attacked by like vegetation, uh, vegetation. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, some also like uh, there's a like space the weird inhabitants coming of it. after me. Watch out! Yeah, for, watch out for the cosmic cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for like a year and a half. And I finally got a release date. And I was like, amazing. It's coming out October 12th. Okay. It's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then on top of that, it's coming out on Game Pass. Oh, so I don't even have gosh. to pay for it. You're already, I mean, I might, I might still give them it. some money. But like, Damn, Brian. I, am, I get to play it for free on top of it. Damn. Man. How good is that? Game how Pass. How good is that? All about it's that Game Pass. It's the best. It's the, it's the freaking future. Hassel's been about it since day one. I mean, he's he's what Game Pass? He's been in it. I mean, yeah. listen, I I haven't I haven't really gotten it yet, but <laughs> I do see its value, and I'm I'm in. As soon as I figure out how to play uh, games on this PC over here, I'm in. <laughs> um, for me, I think I think the thing I'm most excited for is going to be the I guess the RP the Pokemon RPG coming out in January. Uh, RCS? Ooh, RCS, yeah, nice. I think I think you know, just an open world Pokemon game has a lot of potential, and uh-huh. I really, really, really want them to do well. Especially since Pokemon Snap kind of like left something to be desired out of the Switch version. True. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, so I feel like that would probably be my my pick for what I'm most excited about. Uh, okay. That and. Uh, the 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 cat game what's the cat game called oh my oh, god that's oh, the one stray, I, stray. See, I, yeah that's what i'm looking forward to the most is is stray oh, yeah? yeah hell yeah your little kitty cat in a cyberpunk universe look i haven't played cyberpunk 2077 but i am 
definitely going to play Stray, the cyberpunk kitty adventure. <laughs> uh, I think it's made by Blue Point Games. Blue Point Games. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they showed a little demo of it not too long ago, some gameplay. And at one point, the cat is like jumping around and robots and neon and all this stuff. And then at one point, it just goes and gets some water and then scratches a sofa. And I'm like, this game's amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is everything I want. And you get a little robot friend that on your back. It's like a, you have like a robot backpack that talks for you and interprets you, to the robot. You get a nice little like uh, clank to follow you around. Oh my gosh! Aww. Damn it! They just made a ratchet and clank. Oh my god! What if this is a ratchet and clank origin story? <laughs> Before ratchet gets mutated into like this lombax mutant cat thing. Damn it! We just ruined the ending. Sorry, everyone. Spoilers. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. Robot there's, Brian at it again. There's no hard release date for uh, Stray. It was supposed to come out in 2021, but rumors are they may push it back to 2022, of which I say, yeah. take as much time as you need. Do not rush brilliance. Exactly. Uh, and then what about you, Joe? What are you looking forward to this year? Next week, there is a game coming out uh, called the Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles. And I only found out about it like a week ago. <laughs> and so I, I was really hyped. I was, I think it comes out on October 15th and it's made by the studio that made the uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games. <gasps> okay. Yes. So I was in the mood to play a Naruto game last week and I was like really hyped about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to plug in my GameCube. I'm going to play Gekyo Ninja Tyson. It's nice. going to be amazing. Sweet. And then it's like, it's like the, the universe heard me and heard my mind and heard that I was going to go unplug things on the TV to plug in something old so I could play an old game. And I was like, hey, you like Demon Slayer. Hey. You like the way those Naruto games play, don't you? Why don't you play this instead? And the trailer was amazing. It looked exactly like one of those Naruto games that I've already played a million times. And instead of just playing something I already own and saving some money, I'm going to waste some money on a Demon Slayer game instead. Gosh, I should really watch <laughs> that solid, show. Solid plan. I hear Demon it's Slayer is pretty good. awesome. I think I watched one, of, few one that's episode worth the of it, and I was like, I get, I get why this is popular. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly very good show like I, I read the manga and I wasn't as hyped about it because when the show came out I was like yeah I've already read the manga right. or I, I was reading it at the same time and I was like it's it's good but it's not like the best thing ever right. and then I saw the show and I was like oh in color it is a, another story altogether <laughs> it is like red is red 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 in that and in, in, it's it's very ooh, it's pretty so this game looks just like the anime that is good to hear I look forward to hearing you uh, talk about that game oh I'm hyped I'm so hyped. It's just going to be a fighting game. And that's okay. It's like, that's going to be my thing that I'm waiting for. Cause I'm really waiting for, uh, what is it? A Forza Horizon 5 as well. But this one's going to be like that thing that I play in between. I'm very excited about it. Nice. This is going to be your Domino's pizza before. Domino's. 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 Wait, have you guys, do you guys know Domino's? I don't care how many times you do this bit. It will be funny. <laughs> try it. Yeah, we have a Domino's right next to the little Cesar's. <gasps> no way. Try telling that to Jambi. The minute she hears this, she's going to be really upset. <laughs> really <laughs> upset. If I had to choose between either of those uh, fine pizza. Upstanding Upstanding pizza businesses. If I had to choose between the two, I would definitely choose the Caesar. What? what a way funnier mascot Hot and ready. yeah like Hot that and pizza ready. pizza thing when i was a kid that was hysterical it was hysterical but like see with with little caesars you have a, like a prime number of minutes where it's good like Do i think it's remember? like two or three yeah, because like if you eat it before, it is scalding hot like third degree burns yeah. kind of hot and if you eat it afterwards it's just a piece of cardboard I want you to flash back this is to that all story good information. of me driving home and eating it before I got home. And it's because <laughs> of that. It's just about like three there minute drive, window. right? It was like a three there's to five a, minute drive. There's a window where it's edible and you have to get in that window. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's you're good it's to done. know these things. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know anything about this, but I do believe you. The sad part is you learn that through experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. You do. You're, 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 if you get it after that window, you're like, oh, yeah, this is why it's $5. I, re I realize this now. I realize this. <laughs> but then you're like, it's just $5. I'll try next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it becomes its own game. Yeah. <laughs> with your arteries. Anyway. Well, more off of thank you so much there, Tariff, for your question. If you have a question for us uh, that you would like answered or would you like, you know, us to, to to mingle about to begin with? Uh, yeah, on the Discord. 
come on out in the Discord and uh, and ask us. And you too might be featured on this very podcast. That is true, Brian. Actually, if you guys want to, check out our Discord. Give us a like, hit us a follow, and, you know, have some fun with us. We do talk daily, every single day, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, please, pop on into Discord. Have some fun with us. That's right. And now, moving on to the news this week. Uh, so, this week, the International is actually has actually already started. If you don't know what it is, it's Dota 2's biggest tournament of the year. You can win millions upon millions of dollars uh, if you win I the tournament. Wait a I win those things? Like me? A person? Yeah, you, you absolutely you could. could play if, Dota? You could actually form a team, and if your team's good enough, you could make it all the way to the international. Whoa. What, like, it's okay. not like just... You have yeah. me. What do I need to do? Where yeah. do I sign up? <laughs> well, you can sign up for next year's international because the first one, this one's already started. But unfortunately, this year's international, they had actually sold tickets for it because they were looking mm-hmm. to, to actually do it in person. Unfortunately, uh, it's being it's taking place in in Romania, and Romania in the last two weeks has spiked as far as their cases because unfortunately, it's one of the lowest vaccinated countries in Europe. Oh no! So. Cases spiked, so just 12 days after they started selling the tickets, they had to refund them, uh, the tickets to everybody who purchased them. And it not only was it only 12 days later, it was also only like five days before the event was going to start. Aww. So if people had like travel plans, they kind of had a, well. <laughs> I mean, they can still go to Romania. I'm right. sure there's stuff. To yeah, do. they can still go to Bucharest. Bucharest. So yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, but hopefully all the participants stay safe during the tournament and it goes off without a hitch. It's going to be uh, taking place from the 7th to the 17th. So, so it's, it's 10 days. It's not in person. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, it's still happening. Okay. It's just there's no, uh, there's going to be no attendance. Right. There's going to be no, like no audience, no, nothing okay. like that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure they're still going to be cut into like virtual audiences, kind of like how they do with like wrestling and stuff like that. Or they did with wrestling, I should say. They're going to COVID it up. Uh, but yeah. It's a verb now. Yeah. That's yeah. how it's going to be. It's unfortunate, but they've got to try and keep things a little safer if they can. So. Of course. Yep. Of course. And then on to Epic, where the Epic Games Store has announced that it's finally getting achievements added to the storefront. That's right. Three years after it has <laughs> launched. It's finally getting game achievements. Are they look, one? Are look, they calling it? They game? just saw Nintendo giving everybody Bluetooth. You know what? This is a year earlier than Nintendo would have given anybody anything. So we're good. This is a good thing. <laughs> Are they calling it achievements? Because I know Xbox calls them achievements. Uh, PlayStation calls them trophies. Are they? What are they calling it? I still think they're calling them game achievements. However, they're, they're using a different system. Uh, so it's kind of like a like splice between how PlayStation does it and how Xbox does it. So Xbox has gamer score where right. every single game has a thousand points that it adds up to. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get that added to your thing. Whereas PlayStation has the trophies where you get gold, silver, bronze, whatever. Right. And all games could have different values. Exactly. Overall. So this is kind of a mashup of the two where every single game must have 1000 XP mm-hmm. experience points, but every single individual achievement is going to have a bronze gold whatever value attached to it but that adds so, to your xp that adds to okay. yeah the in the overall game adds to a thousand and then once you get all a thousand xp you get a platinum trophy for it oh so oh my gosh. it really okay. is just a combination of they're just two. using everything achievements yeah. uh experience points and trophies that, that is epic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's that's the spaghetti thrown against the wall. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's what everything. It is. Do they have uh, will some of their games be retroactive? If people have finished a game and now they added these achievements, are they just going to get them, or do they have to replay the game? Uh, I'm not too sure. They haven't announced okay. uh, what what's going to happen with that because right now only six games have the achievements. Um, and they're releasing it to all the developers to add to their games. Okay. So I don't know if, like, once they, like, log into the game, it'll, like, give them all of them. I don't know. Okay. Work in progress. Do they have levels like they do in Dungeons & Dragons? Like, you gain enough XP, and then you move on to be, like, a level mm. two, like, I don't know. Cleric. What do you, what kind of, like, levels are we going to have at Epic? Like... Yeah, because I'm trying to learn this fireball spell, but yeah. I need like a scroll to do it right now, and I'm just reading exactly. it, but it would be a lot easier if I could actually just learn it in the morning and then be able to use fireball or even firebolt if I'm tr- feeling a little bit, you know, if I want some options. But if you're over level five, you can learn two of those a day. See, that's, the, see, that's what I'm looking at. So right. we need to know mm-hmm. these things if we're going to be able to plan our epic journey anytime soon. Oh, yeah. 
And then you also have to make sure you know how hot that fireball burns, so that way you know what it burns down when you use it. Well, what's really important is the cubic uh, diameter to make sure that it's going to be filling the volume of the space that you currently are Fair in, whether enough. it's a tunnel or an outdoors. It's going to make a big difference, so you really have to think about these things. You're right. They, they should really add that to the Epic Store. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to Google expanding Gosh. gases real quick. <laughs> are you researching farts? Is that what you're researching itself? <laughs> Uh, in one way, I guess. I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever. Just another day. Nothing oh new God, there. Do we day. need Manda so bad. <laughs> yeah, so we just, we just turn into D, talk, talking D&D and farts. Right, yeah. This is why we need, we need Manda. Uh, well, soaring on to our next topic, Smash Brothers Ultimate announced its final DLC character for the game. Oh, my goodness. And and who was it, Troy? It was not Master Chief. It okay. was not Raymond. It was not Waluigi. Boo. It was Sora from Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Which is a pretty big get once you actually think about it. I mean, yeah. not only did they have to collaborate with Square Enix, they yes. also had to talk to Disney. They had to that's talk Disney's character. To Disney. Yo. Yeah. So so all of these um character debuts all come with like a little trailer that's unique to the characters and in this one was really nice they had all the existing characters every character all 80 something of them uh in a room that was pitch black and then like a bright light shines and out flies Sora and the first thing you see is not even Sora's face not the you see the keyblade but the first part of the keyblade is the freaking Mickey Mouse ears that's how you know They wanted to show you that, yes, we went to Disney and we made a deal and we got it. We got it. And I'm pretty sure even in that deal, they're like, yeah, but the first thing they have to see is the mouse. We need to. We need. Yeah. And this is how it works. Yeah. You you can't add uh, uh, Donald, Goofy, Mickey. You can't add any of our characters. No, no, no. But you can use it. You can use a symbol (laughs) of Mickey Mouse's ears and that's it. And you will give us all of your money. And your firstborn. <laughs> well, so that was that was kind of my first question regarding this because you know the whole thing about Smash is that you have all these different levels that encompasses like all of like the video game lore behind these characters that are in the game, right? Right. So does this yeah. mean that we're going to get a Kingdom Hearts level? And if we do so, like how how Disney is this going to be? It's not going to be Disney at all. Nope, it's not. <sighs> so the level is. Are there going to be any of the spirit things for this? Because it would be cool to have any of the side characters be spirit things you could unlock. So they do have eight of the spirits or eight of the characters are going to be spirits in this. And it is all the like the organization nine people that end up joining him. Kingdom Hearts is a combination of like high fantasy RPG stuff Mm -hmm. and Disney. And they're just leaning into the original uh, high fantasy stuff. They're not leaning into the Disney thing at all. The only thing that's Disney I mean, that I saw is the little keychain that he So, has. like, there's no Mickey Mouse trophy no, assist. No, 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 no. Which I would no. love. And by, yeah. And, and by the, Organization 9, I meant Organization 13. 13. That was my bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's okay. It, listen, we can be confused about Kingdom Hearts. It's fine. Even if right? you got it right, it wouldn't make any more sense. It doesn't right? matter. It uh, doesn't matter. The level <laughs> itself also has a uh, flies through one of the levels in the game that's very notable. It's not a Disney level. It's an original level. Uh, Hollow Bastion for our, our KH fans. And then uh, mm-hmm. it then shows like a stained glass windows and they, they switch out characters uh, of, of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. And they're all the final fan. No, they're not even final fantasy characters. They're the original characters from Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts that if you're a big fan, you would know. But if you don't, you're going to be like, who's that? Who's that spiky haired girl? Who's that spiky haired boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the moves look pretty good. Um, I, 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 I do like... Um, I like my Smash characters to be really gimmicky. I like the Minecraft dude. I like Pac-Man. They like conjure up fire hydrants and weird carts. And I, I like that type of Smash character. Sora is not that. Sora is very much more of a straightforward, I'm going to hit things. Uh, they have a couple moves where they throw out some fireballs and ice powers and lightning powers. But a majority of their moveset tends to be very uh, hitty and jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're 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 definitely not wrong. Is it a and, um, is it a blade character? Like technically, technically not, but technically yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Look, I, this is this is my own beef with the keyblade. It's like a key. It doesn't really have like a bladed edge to it. It's just a blunt object. It's really much. It's more of like a like a club. 
than a sword. But a the bat. entire... They all call it a keyblade. So the entire universe just calls it mm. a keyblade, even though it's got all round edges. <laughs> I mean, so, anything, <laughs> technically anything can be a blade if you really put your mind to it. If, yeah. If you're sawing hard enough, if you really, right. really want to get get something through something, you can make it happen. Yeah, that keyblade's got some teeth to it. It could, it could go. <laughs> Those teeth are blunt, damn it. Freaking keyblade <laughs> nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it, it, the character is very interesting because so Sakurai his 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 company that he has formed uh, is called Sora. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Fitting. Um, and you know he's had this company for you know the last twenty years, fifteen years, and that's what's been developing all of these the the Smash games. Mm-hmm. And so he was like he actually felt like a personal attachment to Sora, which is another reason why he wanted to do this character. So they held like a poll like. I think it was like five or six years ago. For the um, uh, where's a fan poll when where Smash like, hey, 3DS came out. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, listen, if we could do any character, who would it be?" And they never released the results of that mm-hmm. uh, of that poll publicly. Uh, and be- the reason being because almost all the top characters were from other franchises. Correct. And they're like, "We didn't want to release this and then have fans start badgering these other companies online to right. to let us use right. their characters." Not that that stopped and them from doing so anyway. <laughs> No, right at all. But at least it wasn't publicly like, hey, listen, this guy got so many votes. You know, you, you need to do this. And that's what happened with Sora. Some, Sora was number one. And I think you said it was number one by a large margin. Right. Uh, from number two. And so they I, really wanted to do that as the last hurrah of this game. I was surprised at first because I thought that Waluigi was going to be the natural pick. Waluigi has a story yeah. history with Smash Brothers mm-hmm. of being, what's the word? Um, Left not, out. Not, Left out (laughs) Um, over and over and over again. And it it just seemed like such a uh, nuanced pick (laughs) in the most unnuanced (laughs) way to put this really crass character Waluigi in. So when they announced Sora, I was actually surprised, number one, that it wasn't Waluigi, but also number two, that they were able to secure the rights because I thought that would be impossible to do. Exactly. I then looked a little further because I, I after they mentioned in the um, in the event that that they did this poll where Sora came out on top, I actually went and looked at some data of some uh, Nintendo News and other places, and I found different polls um, based on regions, which made a lot more sense. I thought mm-hmm. that Waluigi was like hands down the number one pick that people would want, but that's because I live in America. Waluigi yep. <laughs> isn't even on the list from Japan or the list from Europe because they don't want a, a big, like, loudmouth, <laughs> obnoxious character. I don't know why we Americans tend to <laughs> uh, uh, relate to that. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Sora was number one in Europe. It was number one in the U.S. as well. And it was number two in Japan. And the only one that beat um, Sora in Japan was Lloyd, one of the characters from Tales of Symphonia. Which is super popular oh, yeah. over there. Super oh, yeah. popular. Lloyd's amazing. So it really is. He he listened to the fans and gave the yeah. fan base what they wanted, which was Sora. And I, I I couldn't be more proud of how this series is going to be wrapping up for the guy, for the fans, for everyone. It's been a, a magical oh, yeah. journey. Yeah, and uh, I, there was a couple of people who were like, "Oh man, it should have been Waluigi because you know he's he's been the one that's been most talked about, and he's a like, first no, party and, character." And, and, yeah, and and I and I do agree with that. However, there is a difference between people talking about or people uh, wanting this and people memeing it. Right. You know, Waluigi's like, kind of the joke. <laughs> He's the joke. Yes, it's a joke. There's people who don't even play Smash Brothers who are making these memes because it's hilarious. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> it was uh, so. Yeah. It was really beautiful looking at Twitter and the internet, and for one of the few times, just seeing it dripping with like positivity. I was just looking at everyone that was so happy. These are kids. If they started, uh, Smash Brothers Melee was like the the the, the big breakout hit for Smash mm-hmm. Brothers. Um, and if you think about when that came out, that was around the time of of Kingdom Hearts. Like yeah. Yeah. the first Smash Brothers came out and it was big, but like Melee brought it into the competitive scene and like make it made it its own fighting game. And that was Kingdom Hearts time. So the idea that these kids were in middle school or elementary school playing Smash Brothers for the first time and Kingdom Hearts for the first time and now bop 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 they're together, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's it's I think it's great. Uh, I'm really happy for them. In addition, do you think that this is this means uh Kingdom Hearts titles on the Switch? Yes. Uh, so they are bringing yeah. Kingdom Hearts onto the Switch. I think that was probably part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Was was where it was just like, 
hey, all right, well, can you bring your games to our system? Mm -hmm. And they are. I think um, Kingdom Hearts 3, you can play with cloud. You have to play it on a cloud-based game. So it's not going to install anything onto your console. Mm -hmm. You will be streaming it from the internet. I don't know if that's the same with the other two games that they're releasing, uh, but I do know with Kingdom Hearts 3 specifically that it's going to be cloud-based streaming. But it's cool. You can play them all on the Switch now. So now all of Kingdom Hearts is on the Switch. It's just great. I'm really happy for Sakurai specifically because now he can uh, maybe take a vacation. <laughs> sleep. Sleep. Yeah, sleep would be nice. I'm Walk sure. into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> and Team Sora. Uh, Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great for everyone. So, yeah. Hats off to them over there. And then I do want to do one final bit of news, which literally came out as we were going to be starting this podcast. So, and I think the biggest news of the week, Twitch got completely hacked and had its entire source code, database, and many other things dumped onto the internet by a single hacker. And, uh, and according to said hacker, this is only part one. Oh my gosh, and, uh, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a threat. Yeah. And so the file itself was 125 gigabytes, um, and which includes uh, stuff such as how much streamers have been paid since September 2019. Wow. All of Twitch TV's source code and backend files, including like comment history, and even an unreleased Steam competitor called Vapor. Like, it was everything that is that has been involved with Twitch.tv. Yikes. It's insane. That's not cool. I really no. don't like them blasting people's financial stuff out there. Yeah, I don't want That's people to know how much really we make. That's really invasive. I don't need people to know how little money we're making (laughs) 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 on twitch (laughs) yeah it's 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 actually interesting though because it doesn't include like contracts at least as far as i know this doesn't include contracts and how much they're paid by twitch themselves but this does include bits that they've gotten as well as subscriptions uh doesn't include donations because those are always done through third-party sites right but Mm -hmm. this includes all that information and for a lot of them actually it's this isn't like huge news Okay. Because they already announced how many subs they got every single month. Like they always have like mm-hmm. a goal, like, hey, listen, you know, I'm trying to get to twenty thousand subs this month or whatever. So, um, and they announced it, but a lot of other streamers don't. So they're threatening to release more because uh these hackers, at least according to them, they are doing it in a response to the what they perceive as the lack of initiative that Twitch has been making when it comes to the hate raids that we talked about previously oh, on the podcast yeah. and a lot of the hate speech that are happening. They're pretty much doing the anonymous thing. You know how anonymous back in the day would would like see a mm-hmm. problem and then be like, well, we're going to pester you and out you and do these right. things until you comply or, 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 or whatnot. And this definitely sounds like they're trying they're taking a page out of that book and they are they're launching these these initiatives. Twitch has come out and saying like how they're trying to stop you know, uh, these, these hate raids and try to make Twitch a more positive place. And they've said things like we're making a lot of moves, but a lot of it is behind the scenes because if we put it out there, then the hackers and not the hackers, but the people that are doing these bad things, we'll, we'll be able to keep up. We're trying to get ahead of them. And right now we're trying to catch up to them. And that's kind of the Mm -hmm. problem. But that being said, uh, you know, I, I don't approve of their methods to, to hack and like put people's personal stuff out there. That sounds like you're also hurting the people that these, other people are hurting in in a way yeah so but like do i want more accountability with twitch and and amazon yes um i i I don't know i don't know where this goes sounds like a slippery slope that they're playing with i agree uh i think they said they put out all the source code in order to kind of like level the playing field because if everybody sees their source code which you know every single google every single small streaming site is going to be looking at this source code because it's it's going to be twitch's actual but that, you know, that's copywritten, though, isn't it? Source can be copywritten. Uh, so it is, so it is copywritten, yeah. but you can still write code like it. Right. Okay. You can still be like, okay. oh, this is why they're doing this because they all have comments and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing it this way because of this way. Okay, we can do that as well, but Oof. you know, we'll put our own spin on it. Gosh. Yeah, it's this would one make of those for a very yeah. boring TV movie, but I would probably watch it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, like this group of hackers are thinking they're probably doing the right thing. But in reality, it might potentially like topple down an entire system of financial accountability for a lot of people. Yeah, like yeah. people's like it's people dangerous. who who are professional streamers. You know, like and don't get me wrong, like you know, like it, it's, some of them are you know not very nice. But still, that doesn't <laughs> mean that like you get to mess up their 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 daily income or where they get their money from. No, absolutely. This is definitely going to cause 
them having to do some payouts financially with their streamers uh, because yeah. they're, as I'm sure their contracts do state that they can't release those types of records. So I'm sure there's going to be some some sort of financial fallout from this as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy what was released. Uh, and yeah, it, it, we're, we're only going to see the fallout as as it goes on. And there's a sequel coming up, one. so I don't know. Yep. S- sequels are yeah. sometimes hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, sir. <laughs> but I think that will do it for the news this week. Um, and then on our final segment, we have moments in gaming history and this week it's going to be brought to us by troy (laughs) you all i'm so excited uh this past week september 29th was the nintendo 64's 25th anniversary get the streamers out get the balloons get the get i don't know the cake i don't don't know anniversary cake definitely cake can you get like a wedding tiered cake when you said get the streamers out i immediately thought like streamers like twitch streamers and i'm like why why are you (laughs) picking them out troy yeah, <laughs> I know how much. Them out. How are you you're holding them in here. your pockets? That you're just taking them out, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing streamers everywhere. <laughs> so uh, I was hoping we could do a little celebratory hurrah for the N64, a console that is 25. Let me say it again: 25 <sighs> years young uh, in North America as of last week. That one does uh, kind of hurt. Um, before you start, Troy, though, I yeah. do love this idea of you know doing this whole N64 thing. So yeah. why don't we play a little N64 trivia? <sighs> what I'm going to do is oh, I'm going to split yeah. this up. I'm going to I'm going to okay. ask you a question that I've formatted myself because the rest of the N64 trivia was way too easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what What letter does the N64 start with? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, how many numbers are before 64? And you're like, what? Wait, um, before so, <laughs> so like as you, as we go through this segment, I'll, I'll give you, I'll pop in and I'll give you little random bits of trivia. Okay. So the first one, uh, electronic gaming's monthly, uh, named this racing game of the year as it's 1997 editor's choice award. It uh, beat out, it beat out motor racer. In NASCAR '98, uh, Pilot Wings. Is that a nope. racing game? I think Joe knows what it is. F Zero X Racing. <gasps> nope. No. Damn. Really? Yeah. Uh, D- Diddy Kong's Kart. Mario racing. Kart. I'm gonna ding, go with ding, Mario ding. Kart. It's Diddy Kong Wait, yeah. Racing. Diddy Kong nice. Racing. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing. I forgot about that game. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Was it 1997? Yeah, 97. Cool, cool, cool. Well. In 1993 um, is when the N64 started like getting developed, which is I don't know maybe maybe three or four years into the SNES. No, longer than that, probably five years into the SNES. And then they mm-hmm. they uh, started working on the N64. It actually had a code name which I really love. It was called Project Reality. <laughs> Whoa! And uh, they pretty much had uh, this whole fight with Sega. They were trying to get this technology with Sega because. Uh, at that time, the Sega Nintendo uh, rivalry was real, and yeah. and they were trying to get this silicon kind of graphic card that was going to be like the next age in in CPU supercomputing and all this uh, techno robot Brian speak, and <laughs> and they kind of went back and forth with Sega for a bit until finally Nintendo uh, dropped down a really a really sweet offer. Pretty much Sega, they were both like, "Hey, uh, give us your chip, give us your chip." And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And Sega was like, Nintendo was like, hey, if you give us your chip, we'll allow you to use that chip anywhere else. Just give it to us first. And then Sega was like, but okay, man, you didn't say that was allowed. I thought we were just like, it's mine or yours. That's that's not cool. And then that chip, uh, uh, the people who are in, in charge of that chip was like, yeah, we like that because we will make money. <laughs> and <laughs> and they did. And because of that, that led to the kind of microprocessor that ended up being necessary for uh the reality coprocessor as they called it which is what it was called the project reality project and it was pretty awesome it ended up releasing um in 1996 august 29th to great renowned uh yeah they had a release in japan a few months earlier and it was so much hype that literally they had to like close schools because school children were like no we're just gonna go get the n64 you all school, you can do what you're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. So uh, <laughs> peace. 
I mean, and, if, uh, if I it, was a child, I would have done that. Oh, I would have tried to do that. And then I would have gotten really in my head that I would get in trouble. And then I would hear my mom's voice yelling at me. And then I would have very shyly walked away from the rest of the kids. And then I would have been the only kid in school for the rest of the day. <laughs> I want to make it very clear that I said if I was a child, I've never been a child in my entire life. <laughs> yes. Hassel has I'm glad you made that distinction. Yes. You know? Always been a grown ass man. Always. His entire being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to, to check in with you all and find out what was some of your first N64 memories that, that you, you have. Your first memories. Like, oh, my God, what is that? Oh, it's an N64. Uh, I'll go because uh, I never owned a 64, and uh, I, none of my friends owned one either. So my first uh, like N64 moment was Pilot Wings because I really was like, what is that? And I remember playing it in the arcade going, Okay, I can't imagine this being on a console. And what do you know? It comes out on the N64. Wow. (laughs) I could not imagine. At least you saw the dream get made right in front of you. I did. I did. Because at least uh, at least in the uh, in the arcade, you actually were like pedaling. Like there was like a little like seriously like yeah, you actually had to pedal it. And so Uh I was like, I can't imagine this because the entire shtick of it was you're pedaling. And that determines how fast you go in the game. So what do you do in the game? Do you just like mash buttons back and forth? I don't know. I never played it on the 64. I I never played it 64 at all. This is all leading towards you playing it. No, this was just me going, this is being released on a console. How is that even possible? And then it was. (laughs) I still don't know how it's possible. (laughs) It's a mystery to this day. No one knows. It is. It is. You said my first impression. That was my first impression. You brought brought me in the ground level. I appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I think my first memories about the N64 was getting it a Christmas with my brother. Like Nice. So we got that from our parents. My parents were absolutely amazing. They they essentially just gave us every console that we ever asked for. And I'm pretty sure my dad has held on to every single one. So if I go back home, I'm pretty sure uh, the N64 is still there. But he, they gave it to us with uh, three games. Um, GoldenEye, which is something I had specifically yes. asked for. Um, the second game was WCW NWO Revenge Classic, which is amazing to this day. Yeah. I don't know, and I wasn't even into wrestling. I don't think I've ever been into wrestling, but it was just a great game nonetheless. And then uh, the last game, if I'm not mistaken, was either Harvest Moon. Yeah, no, it was Harvest Moon because I remember playing Harvest Moon 64. Nice. You have the perfect, that's the perfect three games to get, I yeah. think. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you. That I is think, such a think, great you did, video you didn't game own starter any pack. other games after that, I'm assuming. Because <laughs> you had the perfect three. I, I, man, I think I think I owned a couple of them afterwards. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, like, those three, like, you know, I held on to those for, like, years. Because, like, they have so, like, such good replay value. Uh, and speaking of replay value, <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> is it question time? Nintendo <laughs> partnered with... LodgeNet to include this Nintendo 64 title and Nintendo 64s for more than 86,000 hotels with the intent of capitalizing on this franchise for the holiday travel season. Hold on. So are we asking what the game is? Yes. That they... They they put in in 86,000 hotel rooms, Nintendo went, we're going to put N64s in here. And we're going to okay, put this I game I see. because we want some of that sweet, sweet holiday money that y'all are getting. I don't know. Pokemon Snap. Damn it, Troy. Is it Two really? in a row. Wait, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was not going to guess that. What were you going to guess, Joe? Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh. Rogue Squadron would have been a good guess. Yes. That would have been a good guess. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? What was your uh, first impression of the 64? I got one uh, day one. My aunt and uncle, I think, bought it for me. Nice. And my, for my well sister. done, aunt and, and uncle. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it, it was dope. They uh, they we brought it home. I do believe we had pilot wings. I do not believe we played it ever. <laughs> that doesn't surprise I me. <laughs> don't remember the game at all. But we did uh, have uh, Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. We did get Goldeneye. Uh, over time, we did get Yoshi's Story and Kirby Crystal Shards. Ooh. But my, my, I think probably one of my 
earliest and oddest memories is there's a game called Mischief Makers. What? On the N64. And it is a very weird game. And it's uh, it, you're, it's a Japanese game that when they brought it and ported it over, they didn't change much. Huh. So you played as a character that uh, you would pick up these cute little things like you were almost like a little mech person and you would pick up these adorable little like I'm just gonna call them circles or lanterns and you would shake them and and as you shook them they would change into different things that you could use in the level to like unlock things or shoot at things and my sister and I played this game incessantly and the reason we played it I think is because it bothered my dad because every time you picked up one of the little little circular lantern things and shook it it goes shake 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 and it's it that sound just cracked me up and cracked my sister up and I would watch oh my, my dad's gosh. like veins start popping out of his head because he hated the sound Did you coming just out of that game do so it, badly. Like, ad nauseum. Just oh not, my god. I we can imagine little Joe. We were total jerks. <laughs> I, I I I feel like you're doing it to get back at him for playing the bagpipes. Probably. <laughs> it's it's I had very few things that I knew bothered him, so it was just one of the right things to do, you know. So my sister and I we played it <laughs> a classic. lot. And in the course of my life, I think I had four N64s, and I love them. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Troy? I um, I think it's like a, like a like a mall or something. I didn't have an N64 either. I also had to go over to I went over to my friend's house to play all the time. But I remember being in a mall. My mom's shopping, and she shops forever. She shops for so <laughs> long, and she like barely buys anything. It's remarkable. Uh, and then it was just like sitting there and I jumped on. I didn't really know what it was. And it was Star Fox 64. And I just played through the first level of Star Fox. And I was just like, this is fun. Look at me go here and there. And I'm flying everywhere. And it was it was, uh, it was a cool experience. It was 3D. You know, what we called 3D at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in, in three dimensions. And uh, yeah, it, it didn't leave that big of an impression on me. I do remember it just being kind of cool and fun. But I, I really didn't feel anything until I, I my friend got one at his house. And then I would come over and be like, oh, this is what it's about. Oh, this is the Mario. Oh, this is the Zelda. Oh, this is the the, the WrestleMania and, and WCW Revenge and all that stuff. So that, that was my first my first taste at the N64. Nice. But talking about uh, Hassel, WCW versus NWO Revenge is also one of my favorite uh, N64 titles. Oh, yeah. And it's the one that I played ad nauseum with my childhood friend that I mentioned. I would go over sleepovers. We would observe holidays or whatever it may be. And we would just spend so much time playing those games and the ones that came after it. Um, there's Revenge, I think World Tour, WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and we would create our own characters. We would have our own factions with original songs, original color schemes, and we would actually like play out our own wrestling like fantasies. We were both really into wrestling at the time, so we were we were watching it and living it and becoming it in video game form. And uh, it was just the, it was the best. It was the best. He always Man, kicked my nice. ass. Uh, so. did it... <laughs> I was so bad at that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was terrible at it. But I, I I loved how you could be so immersed into this game on uh, the N sixty four. Right, like you could you know, go outside the ring. You can actually topple people over the barricade mm-hmm. to go into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it was one of the first games where I saw that. And I was just like, man, there are no boundaries here. Right. You, yeah. You know who also saw no boundaries? What? Uh, when Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, quiz. Oh, gosh. When Nintendo first unveiled the Game Boy Advance to U.S. <laughs> game developers on April 10th, 2000, one of the available demonstrations was a tech demo Derived from this N64 original. Animal Crossing? No. Ooh. Really? That's yeah. a good choice. They did it with WarioWare. They did it with Animal Crossing. They did it with Pokemon. I'm trying to remember all the games I had yep. the, that had the the Game Boy Advance uh, attachment to them. Yeah. I didn't have an N64 or a Game Boy Advance, so I am woefully unprepared for this question. <laughs> Uh, was it was it Sonic Spinball? <laughs> a Sega game. <laughs> it was not Sonic Spinball. Uh, okay, uh, that was, it was worth a shot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Troy, was it Grand Theft Auto. Auto. It was not Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it was Yoshi's Story. We were looking mm. for Yoshi's story. Yoshi's Story. I feel like I wish I had an entire audience to just go Yoshi's Story. Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't remember that. I I don't think I ever 
lugged my Game Boy Advance into Yoshi's Story, which I'm a little, I'm really surprised I never did. Well, no, that so I, I, think, I think that just might be on me for reading the the question like you know an idiot like I normally do. Um, <laughs> no, this th- they're saying that when the Game Boy Advance was shown to game developers in the U.S. One of the first tech demos they showed them was an N64 gotcha. game running uh, on it. Oh, that gotcha. makes sense. Gotcha. Oh, that probably looked awesome on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Except for the whole lighting <laughs> issue. So if you played it outside, like, you know, it, it would have looked terrible. But they corrected it like eight years later. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe, Brian, would you say that Yoshi's Story was one of your favorite games on the N64? Or do you have one that you liked better? Oh, it's one of my favorites. I have mm-hmm. I have a long list of favorites. Though Yoshi's Story is one of those games I probably played forever, and I would go to school excited to talk about the super happy tree and how like all Aww. the Yoshi's were like a, one big giant happy family, and they yes, were just they trying are. to make the world a better place. <laughs> I loved Yoshi's Story. It was a great game. <laughs> I've only ever played one game on the N sixty four. What? Uh, and that was when I was in college. This was in 2002. Yes. So many years afterwards. Many, many and, years. And and so uh, one of the other uh, people in the dorms just down the hall was like, "Hey, you guys want to come over? We're uh, we're playing uh, we're playing Goldeneye." Oh, yes. and I was like, "Classic, sure." I've I've never played Goldeneye before. Let's do it. And I went over there. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is so unwieldy. <laughs> I I don't even know how anybody <laughs> oh plays my gosh. this because you're coming you, into sir? this years later." Like, yeah, like, this like, was years later. Like in, in the late 90s when you played GoldenEye and there wasn't any other type of shooting game, it was amazing yeah. the way yeah. you controlled. It was not weird. It wasn't clunky. But I can only imagine in 2002 getting a hold of that and being like, why are people... You can't even move the camera around. What are people yeah. talking about? <laughs> Brian, it's not working out. I don't think this is going to work anymore. This is uh, how their marriage what? ended. <laughs> you what? Did you just besmirch... Goldeneye? I'm just saying. It was not Dang. looking back. It's not it's not the greatest control scheme. I'm just whoa, saying. Whoa Listen. there. What is what is happening here? <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. I played Goldeneye maybe four years ago in the basement in Connecticut while very inebriated. So I can tell you <laughs> firsthand that game is doing just fine. Thank you very much. Its controls you, could not be better. I mean, I wouldn't be able to tell you differently, but I, I feel I feel like it was great i know i had a good time i love the picture you painted for us it's just <laughs> drunk troy in a basement in connecticut probably knee knee deep in connecticut pizza yes. <laughs> connecticut pizza connecticut whiskey yeah <laughs> you, but to be honest we that party was amazing and we were all pretty gone and the moment that someone just yelled out i found an n64 the place went wild <laughs> we all lost our we just ran downstairs freaking mario tennis mario kart and golden eye for the rest of the night i yes. fell asleep in that <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that so good. In that sofa chair. <laughs> I woke up with a controller in my hand and drooled down my mouth. <laughs> Fantastic. Brian anyway. unlocked the memory for me because when you said that you got to see someone playing GoldenEye like in college. So I, uh-huh. I started going to college in 2005. And one of the okay. first things I remember going to FIU down in Miami is they used to have like, you know, like... Uh, the Graham Center used to have like a big TV where they would show like soccer games and stuff like that in the back. And uh-huh. I remember like one of the first days walking towards that little restaurant in the back, I see a giant TV and somebody's got their N64 set up and they're playing Super Smash Brothers. And I was just like, oh, yes. uh, yeah, Gosh. I'm never attending another class in my entire life. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that game was so perfect when it, it came out. Was there so was good. nothing like it. it was so good. And the, yeah. the commercial for it was one of the best Imagine commercials I think I still to this moment in time you, me. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. you know that song and they're like all holding hands and the mascot characters and then they just start flying everywhere and, and punching, punching each, each other, other. And so good. it was just especially Nintendo characters yeah. doing that right. they're dressed up as mascots yeah, like gosh. people are actually dressed up in these mascot costumes committing violence against one each other just, <laughs> from a Japanese yeah. commercial that's the marketing at just, its best Mario and it Luigi was. fighting each other I, and yeah. Link fighting Mario was so amazing and instantly with with your friends you were like I'm Link I'm Mario you'll like find like your character I'm Kirby 
And like that that connection is real. Like when I came yeah. in the house and we were playing Smash Brothers, I was like, nobody touches Link. Nobody. Like, that's mine. I <laughs> claim it. That that first game, it was Pikachu for me. Yeah, sure. Wait, no. Was uh, Pikachu yeah. a playable character in that game? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or am I taking? Yeah. He was. He was one of the hidden ones. Ah. Who did I play mm-hmm. with? Yeah, I think he was. That? He was unlocked. There was two characters oh that were unlocked. Uh, unlockables. I yeah. think he was one of the two unlockables. I, I remember because back then you had that one friend who was the Pikachu guy all the time and just spanned the lightning nonstop. Yeah. Wow. And you're just Troy. like, Gavin, wow. what are you doing? Come on, Hassel, get out of the house. Hassel, what wow. are you doing? <laughs> I didn't come here to get attacked. I came here to give you guys one last trivia question. Okay, hit yeah. us. Hit yeah. us. Hit us. Hit us. <laughs> all right. Uh, this N64 game came out in 1998 mm-hmm. and featured an intro with Thumbawamba's, Chumbawamba's Thump Thumping as a Wait, song. You said this recently. Chumbawamba's Thub Thumping? Thumb Thumping. What was it? Yeah. Thumb Thumping? I get knocked down. Yeah. I'm just making you say the name again because I'm saying it wrong on purpose. No, it's oh. so terrible. I hate it. I, <laughs> Please don't I let me say it again. If you did say it right or wrong. I just yeah. was like, yeah, sure, that that one. Chumbawamba. I mean, Thumba the, the band's name is Chumbawamba. I think yeah. anything that comes after that is just gibberish anyways. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you recently talked about a game having um, uh, tub thumping. Was it the FIFA game? Oh, man, did I? Am I just testing to see if you guys paid attention? Wait, am I, am I right? <laughs> you are yeah. right. Yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> what, what FIFA was it, though? Ooh, you just mentioned it, FIFA 98. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys were paying attention. I love it. I, I pay attention on this podcast and the previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope those uh, reoccurring listeners also picked up on, on the FIFA callback. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Hassel, thank you so much for these uh, facts and quizzes and uh, special questions mm-hmm. on N64. Thank you, Joe and Brian for uh, and Hassel for heading down N64 memory lane with me. Um, totally changed the face of gaming as we know it. Introduced such amazing franchises like Smash Brothers and introduced the uh, Mario 64, which d- defined what a 3D platformer can be. And Ocarina of Time, who really paved the way for open world games, you know, like so many just amazing games that could have an entire episode dedicated to it came out mm-hmm. on the N64. And also uh, it had an expansion pack for more memory. Yep. Because Star Wars Squadron would not have run without yeah. it. Yeah. Star right. Wars Squadron was amazing with it. And the Rumble Pack. Yeah. And like the... Star Wars Squadron included that pack with it because it would not run without it. So they came up with That's the smart. the expandable memory as a solution to developing a game. <laughs> and I, I you know what? I'm also one of those people. I loved that controller. I am not a hater. I am really looking forward to the Batarang controller coming out again for the Switch. There are games that can only be played with it. Like Yep. It's yeah. one of a kind. When when they talked about the N64 online coming out for the Switch, I looked at that those games. And I'm like, I don't want to play that on a regular controller. I don't think it right. works. Yeah. I don't think my hands are going to configure on it. Some games work fine, you know. But I need a I need ones, a no a flimsy joystick to play it with. <laughs> I, right. I need to get a huge blister on my thumb. Yeah, after like five minutes. Ooh, I don't miss that. Yeah, good call. That. good call on that. That's not actually a good thing. No, 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 I, no. You know what, though? I felt the same way when they were putting Smash Brothers out for the Switch. I was like, well, I'm going to need a way to put a GameCube controller on this because there's no way I'm playing this on this this Joy-Con thing. This is not for me. So I feel the same exact way about the N64 controllers. I, I can't play Star Fox 64 with a normal controller. Right? That's just too weird. Or even Goldeneye, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just needs to be played with that, that configuration. Yeah. I mean, according to Brian, it just doesn't need to be played at all. Yeah. All right, Brian. I mean, hey, Sorry. listen. I'm just saying, yeah. 2002 me right. was uh, was pretty judgmental. Well, 2021. <laughs> 2002 you sounds like they're uh, going to be uh, alone soon. <laughs> <laughs> no friends to play Goldeneye with. 2021 Troy is is judging you harshly for that right right here and right now. Right. Uh, Understandably. Listen, maybe you'll get an invite to our our four our four player Goldeneye game or not. I don't know, man. You 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 let me know. Uh, how your how your day is going? Don't, don't invite him. You know he's gonna win. I know he is. He's gonna be the guy who's like, oh, I hate the controls, and then just smokes us yes. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Not again, Brian. Gosh. I mean, I'd be doing better if I had a real controller, but this is fine. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> this, 
<laughs> the look just Gosh, man, you're just bringing me back to middle school right now all right thanks so much i needed that you know i needed a little bit of that oh, yeah. of that middle school uh uh heat uh, to to really make me feel like we went down memory lane. Thank you all for for doing so. And once again, hats off to the N sixty four, the Nintendo sixty four that turned twenty five years old this last week. Bapa doo, You can rent a car now. Yeah. <laughs> Sure can. Well, thank you so much, Troy, for bringing us down that memory lane in moments in gaming history. Unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are... The The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We get knocked out. We get get up again. You don't want to get hit by copyright, guys. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. The podcast for everyone's day.